Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 6, you will hear stories from our seventh collection, Twists and Turns. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Right Turn at a Funeral by M.J. Norwood As I sat on the front row pew between my husband and my two fidgeting children, I started praying, Oh Lord, please don't let me cry. In front of me was a modest gray casket topped with a lovely spray of white chrysanthemums and baby's breath. It contained the remains of my 81-year-old father-in-law, a veteran of World War II as well as the teaching profession. Beloved by his students and colleagues, he taught elementary school and served as a principal for 40 years. Our church pastor was speaking, but I was not listening. I had to be strong. I forced my mind to wander. I thought about my mother-in-law, who had passed away only a few months before. That was sad, too. I thought about my having quit my job to look after my father-in-law. He had dementia. I selfishly thought about the fact that I would now have to find a new job. The wandering mind strategy was not working very well in helping control my emotions. My poor children. They had grown up used to granddaddy being in the house. My poor husband. My poor sister-in-law. Poor me. How sad. I diverted my attention further, thinking of other things. I grew up visiting practically every museum in the state and knew that is where I would one day work. I knew from the beginning of college that I would major in history, wear funny clothes, and talk to people about old stuff. And that's what I did. I was interviewed at Colonial Williamsburg the day after I graduated. I was an historical interpreter that summer, then took a job at Old Salem back home in North Carolina. I spent twenty years dyeing yarn and making baskets, happily content to do that for the rest of my life. I married the blacksmith at Old Salem. He wore funny clothes, too. We bought a house in the country and had two children. Life was perfect, until my father-in-law started forgetting things. When his wife passed away, we knew he could not live alone. Wait. A silent pause. What's going on? The next speaker. Oh, oh yes, the kind Moravian minister we had met at the hospital after my father-in-law suffered a stroke. After seeing the name of his favorite elementary school teacher on the hospital list, he had made a beeline for the low-lit room where our family sat in silence. His warm and caring smile brightened our spirits. Mr. Norwood? Not my former teacher. It can't be, he said. He explained that Wilson Norwood had not only changed his life, but had saved his life. He turned me around, he said. He declared he owed everything to Mr. Norwood. 
He seemed so genuinely grateful that after my father-in-law's peaceful passing, my sister-in-law asked if he would like to say a few words at the funeral. That minister towered above a filled church as he stepped into place. He said nothing for what seemed an eternity as those assembled quieted themselves. I was unprepared for the eulogy that followed. Instead of a few kindly remembrances, this wise man presented a heartfelt tribute to the pedagogical profession. He explained that a teacher was more than someone who drilled information into you to be regurgitated on a test. A teacher was more than a disciplinarian. He reminded us that we each remembered one special teacher, one who did something that showed they genuinely cared. For this speaker, that teacher, was my father-in-law. He said Wilson Norwood was the kind of educator whose compassion went beyond the classroom. He got to know his students and their families by visiting them in their homes. He taught students to care not only for others but for themselves by showing them that he cared. He taught them the most important asset in life. He taught them how to learn. When the speaker concluded his remarks, knowing sighs and murmurs of agreement filled the sanctuary along with love. Love not only for a special teacher, but for all special teachers and for the teaching profession. I knew right then what I had to do. Six weeks later, I was hired as a teacher assistant. I never asked about the salary in the interview. I didn't care. I knew at age 42 I wanted to be the kind of teacher who made a difference. I went back to school and earned a master's degree in library science. I became a teaching librarian. That allowed me to teach every student. I knew I could never be the teacher Wilson Norwood had been, but the standard he set was one for which I would strive. And just as Wilson Norwood had done for him, that Moravian minister speaking in a Baptist church changed the direction of my life. I can only pray that I might do the same for at least one of my students. Copyright 2022, M.J. Norwood recently retired after 14 years of service to the students at East Bend Elementary School, M.J. Norwood lives in East Bend, North Carolina. Her work has appeared in the Personal Story Publishing Project publication Curious Stuff, and she is the author of The Sandbar and The Shoals, a member of the North Carolina Writers Network and currently writing her third book. She loves nothing more than being recognized and remembered by former students. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of 6-Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the seven anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. 
And remember, everybody loves a good story.